bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hi welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the black hour tips premium podcast network i'm your host rod joined by a very special co-host today it is my man 50 grand comedian podcaster for the mundane festival podcast chris lamberth what's going on man hey rod thanks for having me man excited to do this oh man how else could i do it with when uh there's a movie starring white starlets uh I feel like oh I- my god dude this is uh <laughs> this is was so exciting for me like i i am not a fan of period pieces mm-hmm. but when you tell me emma stone and rachel vice are in the same movie and not to top it off a terrific a- actress in olivia coleman who i've just found out about in this series called broad church which is terrific it's on netflix like you put the three of them together it's like i'm gonna go see this mm-hmm. i i paid i paid extra money to i paid too much money for parking in new york city to go see this on my day off and uh yeah we got I'm, i was excited i was excited dude they gave us theater um this uh movie uh review is very simple okay guys we're doing a review for people who've seen the movie don't ever plan on seeing the movie or just don't care about spoilers because we do spoil the movie okay um and we we do talk about what we liked about the movie then we talk about what we didn't like about the movie and then we score it from zero to five it's that simple um and i would also just say for the spoiler um emma stone wins the battle of uh who is going to be the right hand woman of uh queen uh and but also mm-hmm. she loses because she realizes that she's still just a slave to this woman um oh. all right the plot is this in the early 18th century england a frail queen Anne, played by olivia coleman uh occupies the throne and her friend lady sarah who was played by rachel vice um governs the country in her stead when a new servant abigail played by emma stone arrives her charm endears her to sarah um chris i'll start with you first man give me something you liked about this movie emma stone showed them titties titties. that is true that is uh which surprised which surprised me no i i really liked this movie um i liked it aesthetically um i liked the camera the camera shots like that fish that fish uh lens shot that they used to establish a lot of those scenes i liked the the opulence of it uh that i really wasn't expecting to give a shit about in period pieces because like i said i'm not a big period piece fan because there really no black people in it and when there were uh, some sprinkles in this i think but um usually it doesn't go well for us when we're in movies like this so i'm not really a <laughs> fan but this movie made me 
this movie drew me into their world. So uh, on on that on that uh, superficial level, I really appreciated it in that regard. Yeah, um, it's funny with the titties thing because I do think that the nudity uh, for certain roles is like a complete implication of like trying to win an Oscar. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and I like I'm I'm not as so hyped on like whether or not people get naked in films because you know porn exists, but um it's just always interesting when people decide to go ahead and pull out the big joker like right. come on now I, I this is my dick all right let's let's fucking get some <laughs> let's get some award buzz going um so yeah now nah, i saw that i thought that was uh, uh I, I was like she's serious like i think that happens about 20 minutes in the movie i was like oh she's she's really trying to go for something here um emma stone was excellent yeah. okay yeah yeah um i thought i thought she killed it um and she like she kind of steals all her scenes eventually um and she's so conniving and plotting and plotting and this film essentially becomes a move movie about three women who are petty as fuck and that kept it going and entertaining to me the amount of petty that was happening there um and in the background there's this lesbian love triangle thing going but it's mm-hmm. is mostly out of like uh ambition and who's willing to do what to be the most powerful woman and who's really the most powerful woman when queen anne is this broken battered mess of a woman who's had 17 miscarriages and stillbirths and shit and just mentally unstable and at the end of her rope and these two women are basically in positions to have their needs met and their station in life increased and enhanced via this uh this this royalty connection and i thought it was so um it was so wow it was so good actually to see women in a row where they were like all kind of like doing very bad things to the very powerful people yeah i i thought that she was great like emma stone i've been a fan of her since easy a so i think that might have been one of the first times that she was uh carrying a movie i mean i know she had super bad in the house bunny but uh but i think that with easy a i've been a fan ever since then and and i thought you know even though she had won an oscar uh for um was it la, was it la la land la la land yeah. la la land i thought that she was really good in battle of the sexes uh last year too I mean, that movie got overlooked, but I've always enjoyed her, and I've never seen her... I don't think we've ever seen her like this before, uh, like all the adjectives you use to describe her. You know, just I, I think we've got got to see her in this one revel in a lot of her... She's just got to, like, sit in a lot of her... Like, just be petty and be, be on that bullshit and really go for what she wants and... um and I like that it's there's really I like that there's no redeeming qualities necessarily. You know, like I feel like movies mm-hmm. like this always try to do kind of the thing where it's like, but see, she's just misunderstood and she's had such a hard life and that's why she does the things she does, guys. And it's not she's not really a bad person. This movie, like, they talk about the hardships, but they don't really put you through the suffering. Like it's she like she mo- mentions multiple times in this movie, like well you know it's really all the rapes uh which is really terrible uh 
and that mm-hmm. was probably the most the worst part of being sold off by my father over a pool poker yeah. game like like it's just little shit like that that's in the background but they don't actually show you a lot of that type of suffering um i think the closest we get to it is just the things she has to do to stay within that royal keep like when she right. heals the tries to heal the queen's wounds with a solve that she went out and picked that morning um and she's whipped for it three times before you know it stopped like we kind of see like what she's willing to do and what she's willing to go through in order to like make a name for herself and then essentially to uh usurp um lady uh sarah um for the role of right hand woman to the queen right right um yeah yeah go go ahead no, I think I think you're you're absolutely right cuz I mean the first time you see her within minutes she's in shit. So mm-hmm. she's spending the whole time trying to get out of it and then only to realize that she's still in the shit. And all three of them are at the end of the movie they are to a certain degree because of their own pettiness. Um but yeah, like Emma So let me ask you this, Rod. Mm-hmm. Out of the three, how do you think this is going to take uh with nominations where do you think how do you think it's gonna fall out that's a great point um because i feel like you can make an argument that emma stone is best starring actress yeah right um but the real question for me becomes do you want to give rachel wise or olivia coleman best supporting because both of them were great to me i didn't feel like it was yeah it was a like one of these performances was clearly better than the other like olivia coleman gave us everything like the insanity of the queen the charisma and charm of the queen the even the hilarious funny gross shit you know the Mm -hmm. uh her passing out the first time she tried to raise taxes um (laughs) like that like it's so good and even the like threatening domineering of the fact that this this queen is like a a, you know a person who's allowed to be a big ass baby when they want to be and you know the end where she's like petting emma stone's head as the fucking rabbits are being juxtaposed into the background of this thing it's like damn emma stone's essentially just one of her fucking rabbit like just another pet in this house Mm -hmm. to this fucking woman and this is what emma stone fought to be like um yeah. you know in a in a loveless marriage of convenience that just helped her get her ladyhood back like emma stone was like went from like bad bitch who 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 vow, who ousted lady sarah to immediately to like oh wait you're just a fucking you're not even lady sarah like lady sarah's shit was like i am running the country uh on behalf of the queen who doesn't want to do it and mm-hmm. and uh emma stone um uh abigail was essentially just another rabbit in that room so i i don't know man i think i would ah that's tough dude i think fuck i think rachel weiss is gonna get best supporting because of her name already but well, she I think, already won though yeah but i think olivia coleman deserves it more but i think rachel weiss might had a pedigree to get get on that nomination list I wouldn't be mad at either one, but I think like when you think about the actorly stuff, like mm-hmm. the the stuff that she did, like she gained weight for the role, mm-hmm. and then all the stuff you just named, 
and this woman is pretty broken like you said it even before like you know she lost all these kids and mm-hmm. i mean it's almost like she to some degree had a little more maybe more heavy lifting to do um but yeah i think you putting emma stone as the lead i think that works i think that works for me yeah because i yeah i if i had to order it it'd be olivia stuff i mean be i'm sorry it'd be emma stone olivia coleman rachel vice but in, mm-hmm. in, in that order but it's so fucking close dog it's like it is like dude it's it's the warriors right it's steph curry kevin durant mm-hmm. you know what I mean? like yeah, yeah. olivia coleman has a, a fucking like uh has a uh um a draymond green triple double coming in off the bench or whatever like it's just you could it's just what style do you like the best um but yeah i was right. i was impressed by the acting in this movie is amazing i also love that men are kind of just the backdrop of convenience you know mm-hmm. like uh there's the, the man who's like a warrior and he's going off to war but essentially um uh lady sarah's only fucking with that dude because um you know that's that keeps her in a good life and shit and we never really know where her loyalties truly lie because she seems almost in love with the queen to a certain extent i think they are because the move the film's based on these letters that just mm-hmm. that are these they they had those letters and right. they, they recovered those and they and that you can infer that there was some kind of love going on right mm-hmm. and at the same time that then means that if her loyalty was to the queen in that way that then means that she still had to find security within this high station man who mm-hmm. who was the this just big time general or whatever in the army and they were off rich and living on their own state and man the the knife twist of abigail poisoning the queen against um lady sarah with that whole like well she's been stealing money and mm-hmm. and like sir like sir sending the troops like lady uh queen Anne sending the troops to lady sarah's house and shit and at the end it's just like damn abigail was man she played a cold game yeah it was pretty it was uh it was very uh mean girlish very uh reminded me a little bit of uh fresh she's the king but then is she she's like when fresh is like you so you want to be the king and then he's crying at the end yeah i don't know but um it was just really good it was it was it was way better than i thought it was going to be i was really impressed and i know a lot of the critics are saying that this i read something on um Ah, I don't really remember, but it, I think, oh, it was actually, ah, shit. I was gonna, I thought that I had it there, Rod. From Collider. Okay. They were saying that, that this was the, the, one of the most cruelest moments, the cruelest endings that he've ever, that Yorgos Lanthimos has ever had. Mm. This seemed to be like with all the, like the, the aesthetics around it, mm-hmm. this was the most, I think most accessible of his. I haven't seen I've seen the lobster, I've seen the killing of a sacred deer. I have not seen Dogtooth or his other foreign films, but this one seemed to be more grounded in reality than the other ones. Uh and it was actually I think for most people if you're just getting into his films, this is probably the most uh uh um accessible. 
yeah i think so i think so too especially because doesn't he isn't he the one that likes to have the dialogue almost like people are just reading it like i don't i don't know i know in killing of a sacred deer it was definitely like every almost every line just felt like a table read because it was like like with no emotion it was just <laughs> I like you know and i and it was a you know a choice i went and looked it up and it was like oh yeah this director makes the he made this choice purposely and that's why all the characters okay. have that you know they have that like what is for dinner today are we going to have spaghetti again we are not going to have spaghetti because today we have to go out to eat did you forget the children are they upstairs and this is like why did you write it this way why is everyone performing a deadpan like this um and so this movie didn't have any of that like i would not have yeah. known that this was the same director because i saw killing of a sacred deer last year which i actually yeah. i actually did like it but it was weird yeah, it was so you know it was very yeah, it was weird, weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very fucking weird and i would yeah. understand and my me and justin reviewed it and i understood when justin was like yeah i don't like this shit and i was like yeah it's weird yeah i get it like you either in or out about five minutes in and i get why you would be out so um yeah this and and that was a very cruel ending as well and this ending mm-hmm. while cruel makes the most sense and mm-hmm. it also made me have that old snap moment which without being like message uh with the closing scene of her like rubbing those legs and fucking like the bunnies after she had just been cruel to one of the bunnies like it just had that moment of like these are all evil bitches you know oh yeah (laughs) just like all of them are evil as fuck and they all got some measure of what they deserve which is unhappiness which which is of Mm -hmm. course of course they're unhappy at the end they were unhappy the whole film like all of them are miserable motherfuckers that made each other miserable um but yeah so the other quick things i would throw in there the runtime's about two hours um didn't mind the runtime felt you know appropriate or whatever um it looks great the opulence the like the set design all that shit i'm sure they're gonna get some type of like nominations for you know wardrobe and things of that nature um some of my favorite shots in this movie are just a white woman briskly walking down a hallway upset like (laughs) this motherfucker set the record for those fucking like as spike lee has floating cam then apparently uh this director has the upset white woman cam like literally could have made a trailer of that shit dog like oh shit uh i also kind of enjoyed um because it was such a like you know you look at this thing you think regal like like royalty regalness right but mm-hmm. i love how like down and dirty they were with the shit these women went through like clean like yeah. when the, the when emma stone has to clean herself with a fucking like soap on a rope in a room with all the like poor people she's just thrown in yeah. the fucking mud and has to introduce herself when the blood is on one of those faces after they're shooting fucking live uh birds uh, yes <laughs> like the the shit like that like the just the like the, the you know the grossness of those fucking lesions on uh, and the gout on uh queen anne's legs and uh uh you know even like the sexual shit where like like this is a film where we see emma stone's titties but there's no sex scene in it like she no it's just really artsy it's like because when i said it you know yeah. I, I, you know i gotta say them them titties yeah yeah but I, I know you're joking it's yeah. And I know you had to clean it up for me, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I mean, listen, what am I here for? 
I know, but uh, <laughs> you know, it was just because I because again, there's porn. There really right. there's porn and there's Instagram. Right. But it's it's but it you touched on something that's pretty important. Like you because because you kind of wonder. You're like, okay, this is the movie that you choose, but it's like if you think if I think of her her oeuvre, if you will, mm-hmm. eh, she probably it really wasn't no time for her to to yeah. take them out but it was, you know what it is it's just to me it signifies when you're going for it yeah you know? like there's some people that they kind of do it it's their thing is i get naked on screen a lot you know yeah. wh- whether it's lena dunham or um what's what's <laughs> the old girl that was in uh in uh the hangover she always is it mia rich Rachel McAdams? Oh no, not no, 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 no. Uh, uh, Heather Graham. Heather Graham. Heather Graham will pull those things out for anybody, right? Like, is it just like some people? That's their go-to move. Uh, but yeah. Emma Stone must have saved most of her career for this one scene, you know, to do it. So to me, it signifies a significance on going for it, not necessarily just like the, you know, the oh my dick is hard type of thing but just more like oh yeah. she is committed and you know same thing for dude when vigo morganson morganson got naked and fought a nigga in a in a fucking um sauna for um was it eastern promises yeah. um i was like oh he trying to win some like this ain't got his dick out you know what i mean <laughs> like he, this is not some everyday shit for him you know what i mean uh, so so i i do think it's it's significant but you know it's a joke but it's also it's actually really in, in some level yeah. of like seriousness to it um it's the play it's the playoffs like this right. is like I, I always say like this is my time of the year where it's like it's fantasy football season and the the female category always interests me the most when it comes to best actress because it's the field is usually pretty heavy the all most every year it seems to be pretty heavy yeah and it's gonna get it's gonna get heavy down the stretch of this man because the performances i've been seeing in some of these movies lately i'm just like damn like how do you even not how do you even decide who to nominate in some of this joint like uh so the other thing i would add to like like i said it's a decidedly non-sexy role though for any of the characters like even when they have like the lesbian like they're about to make out type things it's never like uh even though a guy filmed this it's not like uh for example black swan where like black swan felt a little bit like oh god they are this dude is kind of really trying to make sure that we all turned on in this film (laughs) this joint was just more like uh what a surprise they're actually a couple and what another surprise uh abigail will get she will do anything and like my favorite thing is when uh the horny ass dude that ends up marrying her when mm-hmm. uh you know one when he's pursuing her in the forest and she's like kicking him in his nuts and shit uh and then later that was pretty hot like yeah she was she was i thought that was pretty hot that was pretty sexy that was old that was, that was so old school benny hill type shit yeah like like that's all we needed was that like he's just like running around like an englishman that's just like completely like oh boobies and then she's just like pushing him to the ground and then to be a nerd to be a theater nerd it's very it's very taming of the shrew it's very like it's very like julia styles he heath ledger and 10 things to a certain degree but not that was more that was more dialogue driven but if that was a fun i liked that scene i liked her playfulness and all that right yeah but i was i will say 
the one of the sexiest movies of the year was Disobedience, which oh. Rachel Weiss was in with um, Rachel McAdams. And that was a pretty hot scene where you think about, damn, now I'm sounding all pervy. But I'm just saying, like, the <laughs> sexual tension and the energy, right. to me, like, I found, I was like, that's pretty... Like well, that I have I haven't watched that, but I have that on um, in the other room. I need to watch it. I didn't know you had seen it, so maybe I'll reveal it with you. But um, yeah, but yeah, the point. But even here, like what I was there, there is no perv in this film. Kinda. Right, like it's all kind of like like. So the point I was getting to is like one of my favorite scenes with Emma is when she's like completely vexed at what has happened to Lady Sarah. She poisoned her but she didn't mean for her to go missing like she should have been sick she should have been gone for a few few hours maybe a day come back the next day you know but she ends up like riding a horse fucking passing out being picked up by a fucking brothel and all this shit um and i liked when she was like so uh in her own head trying to plot against this woman and she gets married while the one while she's away so she can obtain ladyhood and the guy's like i'm sitting over here with a with a hard dick and it's our wedding night when are we gonna fuck (laughs) and she literally like gives this dude a hand job and the whole time the camera's kind of like on her face and you can just see that she's like angrily perplexed and trying to figure this out you know i love that scene that's one of my favorite scenes is just her being like like jacking this nigga off completely for just pure like this is a business transaction get let's just get this over with and i gotta figure out how to fucking get rid of this bitch and then also you you mentioned how they kind of brush the rapes under the rug Uh, yeah that first scene when he goes into her quarters and she's like are you gonna rape me what did she say are you gonna rape me she says uh are you uh are you going to rape me or are you gonna try to like woo me or whatever and he's like right i'm a gentleman she goes so rape it is and then just lays just lays lifeless on top <laughs> yeah. of the mattress like there's some dark ass humor in here um yeah. and like they ah oh, man i cannot i can't believe how much i like this movie i really like this movie i was i was excited because of the actresses but it this exceeded my expectations yeah like it really did i saw the trailer and i went that's some white shit uh probably won't go see it and then the trailer started <laughs> the trailer was like it it was kind of funny and it almost became a caricature of itself in the trailer where it's every like anglophile fucking cliche of like someone saying something and then another person being shocked by it you know like every trailer of these all these anglophile movies like i saw uh the fucking movie with the queen and the indian dude last year you know oh you saw that yeah yeah with dame judy dench uh reprising her role (laughs) Oh, he gives her like a pineapple or something. Yeah, shit. but but you know, it was the cliche, right? Because uh the the entire trailer for it and most of the movie felt this way. The whole trailer is just like her being like, Well, I fancy a pineapple and then some white dude being like, Why I never what? You know, and it's <laughs> like you know, just uh well the queen said she wanted to see me. A brown man? What an outrage, you know, over and over. Yeah. And this trailer kind of became that and I thought, Well, I might see it just because it'll be i'll laugh at how bad it is and how silly these white people are being but i actually was laughing because it was dark humor and fun and i also thought it was witty 
and i also got engrossed by the performances and mostly just the pettiness and the scheming and the plotting of these women and how essentially every man in the movie turns out to be like a pawn of some sort uh because oh, definitely yeah they don't yeah. give a fuck like i'm not even 100 percent sure uh the quote-unquote lesbianism stuff is about them being lesbians like that's how and i'm not saying it's not but that's how cut that's how cunning and cutthroat they all came across where i'm like well queen Anne might be a lesbian but these like between lady sarah and abigail i could see either one of them being like this is what i need to do to make sure that my position is protected and i will go in there and smile in her face and do whatever it fucking takes you know and obviously with lady sarah being the one that felt more authentic and more you know more likely that they had a real romance but abigail abigail would have slept like she was like a woman that would sleep with hugh hefner when he's 90 right like you just need a check in the roof like you cool you know so well i think it's important what you just said what you just said because you know it's i think we're at the point where i don't how do i want to say it because homosexuality being depicted in films shouldn't just be like this is a movie about people that are gay right and they're gay right so you're gonna watch them be gay (laughs) and that's the only thing this movie is about it's like that was like you know that was in this film it was assumed Mm. where it's just like okay these she's a lesbian but it's also you know rachel vice sleeping with uh eliz like the queen queen anne and and sarah sleeping together that hugh hefner sleeping with a a a playboy model like that's the same thing yes and 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 also i love the difference in that relationship the juxtaposition of abigail to sarah because sarah was like yeah it felt like as fucked up as it was when she tells her like if you look like a badger i'm gonna tell you you look like a badger because that's what love is exactly and and abigail don't love you like she just out there telling you you beautiful and your hair is so fucking pretty and every and Mm -hmm. you're the smartest person in the room that isn't love and essentially um queen Anne got rid of sarah for a side chick basically and the thing like she said i like how it feels when her tongue's in me oh my god and then got up and like well there you go yeah she's yes you know it was that um it was uh it was um trevor no not trevor it was uh troy maxon telling uh telling his wife uh rose uh about mm-hmm. how how he liked how that mistress that other woman made him feel and he wasn't gonna stop seeing her it was that scene yep. where it's just like yeah well you might be morally right but my dick says no yeah oh it's man. It's, it's something because like I, i'll and i'll stop on this but just like I saw this movie that I was kind of excited to see and I was disappointed where it was just like the story was about it was just about this movie called We the Animals mm-hmm. and I was kind of excited to see it because it got a lot of press but then it was just like it was about it, it was about homosexuality but then it was just it seemed like that it was just weird I didn't like how they attacked it I didn't yeah. like how they i don't know it just didn't do it for me it's weird though because i feel like another director and maybe they will do this film i mean this type of plot or these characters again in another movie i I could easily see someone doing that but another director i think makes this film about like the the uh i don't know the like you said it's more of a film about like 
listen this is what these women went through as lesbians in their time and how important the story is and people didn't know and and now we all know what it really was like and they can make a completely different film with this but i kind of preferred this mean girls telling of it where it's not the main uh point of the film like i kind of like the it's like these scheming ass bitches it's like a reality show it's like like these, these scheming plotting ass niggas they was like fucking up the whole world meanwhile they're fighting a war with france in the background you know like exactly yeah because it's like it's like okay you're gay but who are you yes like we're kind of we have in order for it to be fully accepted you gotta know like what kind of guy is this person if he's gay what kind of woman is this like you you what just because okay you're gay but who are you it felt that's kind of like go ahead it felt shakespearean in that way Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like how shakespeare like is a lot of plotting you know what yeah. i mean like not 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 i'm not talking about the gay stuff but just like there's a lot of like this person is with this person because they want to get this goal and that what they really want is right. to be the queen is a lot of that in this movie and especially the other thing i thought was so fucking great sarah cares about the kingdom and the country like she right. cares about the queen she cares about the country she cares about all that shit abigail mm-hmm. just wants her ladyhood back and to be protected if at, to a certain extent i'm almost 100 percent sure if sarah doesn't feel necessarily threatened by abigail sarah would have been fine you know what i mean like because right. i think abigail was at a point where she's like i am plotting to uh, to get in a position where i feel taken care of and mm-hmm. um and and she's ambitious as fuck and ruthless as fuck and sarah's slow realization of putting this person next to her beloved queen and source of power was like a nightmare for her when she starts to realize what kind of person abigail is and how the queen is just not a a person that can uh uh a person that will stand up and tell abigail get the fuck out and all this shit like nah she's the kind of person that will love this woman this beautiful young woman uh basically doting over her and pumping her head up i love that yeah. you know because like sarah was so mean to her at first and then by the end it's like oh maybe she should have been more mean to her you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's a good ass movie man i think i think like your your audience should uh don't be don't be fooled by the cover of this book because it's a it's a fun it's a fun movie yeah what now was there anything you didn't like about the movie uh not really i thought i thought that it was i thought that it was good i'm i may have been a little overzealous with the time that i went to go see it Mm -hmm. because i was i i might have had a half a sleep uh but it wasn't it wasn't because of the movie it's just me just uh just trying to burn the candle at both ends but it, it was a it's a it's a good flick yeah i could see i could see some sleeps in this joint because yeah um you know as much as i like the movie they, they there's probably an extra five to ten minutes of like you know the the that artsy shit you know like we're just gonna have the yeah. camera pan in on this person's face for a smooth 50 seconds you know even the <laughs> even the last scene of her rubbing the legs and then the bunnies and then the face and then the queen's face (laughs) like it's so it's such a like artsy ass like you could have explained this in a much simpler fashion but let's take five minutes to just show 
until it sinks in to you as an audience member that we're about to end this film and this motherfucker has really actually just gotten herself in the same situation she was trying to get out of um the other the other thing though i will say as always with these type of films as a black person it does have a little bit of that like "Mm, no niggas in this like feel that wasn't there one in a wig if we have to say that then i feel i feel like the point stands you know what i mean if we have oh of course yeah dude of course like i don't like Like, i watched the whole movie and didn't notice any niggas and i don't think any had speaking lines and i know none of them had names so if you're you know like karen that like that's one of karen's main things like if you're kind of like karen where it's like i don't like watching shit where ain't no niggas in it okay that that is a definite critique of this film that absolutely stands up and you will not be surprised by like fucking she would tell for showing up halfway through like nope there's no niggas in this and they're never coming so if you have a problem watching that kind of stuff which i understand then this one definitely won't be for you um right all right zero to four um zero to five man what would you give this i give it five yeah i gotta give it a five man i i was so impressed by this film it was so funny and uh the performances were so ruthless i wish i had known it was gonna be about these motherfuckers being catty or or scheming and plotting and conniving before uh when i saw the first trailer because the first trailer i just kind of felt like i don't know they seem to be rich and not like each other that's not necessary but by the end you're like these motherfuckers might kill each other like okay uh so check it out if uh if you're inclined to uh watch things that don't have black people in them uh we'll be back with another spoiler review soon thank you so much chris check out his podcast the mundane festival um and uh you know he does all kinds of stuff over there movie reviews and uh has guests on that you guys know uh people from three guys on jl covan all kinds of people i've been on so check out the mundane festival uh which i if you're listening to this right now uh when it comes out i'll be on it soon